the podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Happy Monday. Welcome into Tech Talk. You got us on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. We are live from the First United Bank Studio. You can call us on the Visual Edge IT hotline. That number is 806-771-0973. You can also hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Thoughts, comments, questions, reactions to the weekend, all of that. Welcome there. Take us anywhere with a mobile app brought to you by Happy State Bank. We're also streaming live on Fox 34 News Now and on YouTube. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, should be around then anyways friendship basketball had a uh, postponed playoff game uh, it was supposed to be at 4 30 today some bus troubles on the other side uh, sounds like everybody's okay um, but that is never ever fun to deal with uh, and that uh also messing with the time in a playoff game that is a uh, that's another cog in the wheel right there so uh, we will get that at six o'clock tonight here on double t 97.3 the high school fan zone will be over on 100.7 the score. That is a 6 o'clock start time tonight. LISD schools, Coronado at 6, Estacado at 620, Lubbock High 640, Monterey at 7 o'clock with Garrett Luft. I'm Clint Scott. Dr. Mike Gustafson will be live via Zoom momentarily. Ben Poorman behind the glass taking care of us. Lots to dive into uh, today. As we have uh, a 2-1 opening record for Red Raider Baseball uh, after their stint in the Shriners Children's College Showdown. Um, But if you're going, oh man, I want to watch more baseball for the Red Raiders in Arlington, never fear. They'll stay there for the next two games tomorrow night against UTA and then Oregon State uh, on Wednesday. And now live from the First United Bank Zoom room, Dr. Mike Gustafson. What's up, buddy? How much? How are you, big boy? I'm doing great. How is uh, how's your time in Arlington treated you? It's good. Shoot, it's uh, you know two two fun days at the ballpark or three fun days at the ballpark, and uh, we're off and running. You know, today's kind of a long day just because it's a it's a the guys got up and and went over to the ballpark back to Globe Life and had had a good good practice and good workout, so they got up and moved around. But the rest of us are you know, kind of my, my excitement was going over there to the mall and walking around. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, this, you know, is, this is kind of a, a road trip rarity um, yeah. because you typically don't get a, uh, hey, I mean, especially for you and I mean for the team, like, hey, we're, we're here on the road, but we get an off day in between because you're going game, 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 let's go back. Um, right, absolutely. So, so for you, so you've been to the mall, are you uh, going to live <laughs> it up tonight? No, 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 there's no, there'll be no living it up. Just some dinner and find something on the TV or whatever. I uh, had a couple beers after the game on Saturday, but, uh, you know, because my kids were down here, so that was good. I mean, we kind of got a little post-game hang at Texas Live there, so it was good. I had a buddy, one of my buddies that lives in DFW came over, had dinner with us, and so, yeah, it was good. Just get to see some folks. Man, there was a ton of. Letter winners here for those games, and uh, 
Double T Varsity Club and Red Raider Club and Alumni Association all had stuff going on. And, uh, you know, there was there was a bunch, a bunch of former baseball players in the in the house and down there in that suite. I didn't see them all, but I knew they were there. So that that's always good to see. And that's the same kind of core group that was running around at that baseball uh, letter winners reunion back in October. I mean, excuse me, back in November in conjunction with the UCF football game. Of course, that was that was in Lubbock and built around the, uh, you know, everybody getting to see the new facility for the first time, you know, the new mm-hmm. new team facility out in the left field corner. But, yeah, just, you know, good good vibes all the way around. Uh, so, you start off season two and one. You go down against Tennessee first game uh, and then get some late offense against Nebraska and then put up a bunch of much-needed runs against Oregon that turned out to be a fairly, let's say, label it back-and-forth game for them uh, as well we'll break down all of that action but uh, just you know talking about the atmosphere um, this is something it feels like to me Gus now I just you know here in Lubbock watching uh, on TV faux sports um, and so it wasn't there to, to truly experience this it seems like that's gotten better and better fan participation every year and at least what I could tell it seemed like you had a uh, pretty good buzz there in the stadium yeah. I-, I think so I think so uh that's a good way to say it. And, uh, you know, having the Sunday afternoon game probably helps because that's usually the least of the three games mm-hmm. just in terms of, you know, the flow of people's lives and stuff. But, yeah, the the place was uh, popping on Saturday for sure. Was it the Red Raider fans? Yeah, it was bustling. There you go. It was bustling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, uh, yeah, it, it was hopping pretty good there. And that's what you'd expect because a lot of folks came down there early. And, again, that was the day for most of the festivities because a lot of the – the, there was a, a reception over at Texas Live and kind of a game watching thing for basketball at 11. And then our game was at three, I think. And so, you know, everybody was in there eating lunch and having some beers and watching the, the basketball game and then rolled into the ballpark. And so uh, I would assume it was a pretty fun day for, you know, everyone. If I lived down here, I'd be looking forward to that. Um, it was a fun hang. Yeah. And, uh, and nice crowds all the, all the way around. And like you said, the, it probably peaked on Saturday, maybe maybe just short of that on Friday night. And then uh, yesterday's maybe the, the least of the three, but still pretty good. Still pretty good crowd. Uh, that Texas Live crowd, unfortunately, ended up watching a loss against Iowa yeah. State. You, boy, dug yourself into some kind of hole. And I guess if, if you're being honest, it could have been worse than 14 at the half. But uh, – <laughs> you're down 14 at the half in someone else's house and that house happens to be Hilton Coliseum in Iowa State uh, is very very good there um, turns you over a bunch in the first half and then you you have a great showing in the second half I, I give all the props in the world to coach McCaslin and the, the, the team for not just rolling over like they absolutely yeah. could have but at the same time you're not really hunting for moral victories right now no. uh, but you knew going into that this was going to be a tough one and you had in warren washington uh did not play and thought that that was going to be the case ultimately it was still kind of stuff up in the air w- with him of what you're going to see and hoping for a, a quick but also proper return um but man that was uh that was iowa state brutality on display yeah. in the first half I mean, Clint, it's it's an anomaly. You, you just don't see teams, you know, 
not score a point off of a turnover. And, and, and this year's men's team is not a big turnover team. And, and Iowa, we knew going in, I was, I was going to create havoc and, and, and turnovers lead to points the way they play. And they, they got to dictate the game on their terms the whole way through. But when you see that stat sheet and it's points from turnovers, Iowa state 28, Texas tech zero, this doesn't happen. You know, there's there, you know, there's at least going to be four points in there, or six points in there, something, you know, just. Uh, but I, I'm like you, dude. I mean, they're down 21 at one point. We were down 21 about halfway through the second half, and and just kept competing and kept grinding. And I I appreciate and I think what Coach McCaslin's doing, especially as a as a new coach here, he's setting a standard. You know, yeah. he's setting a standard for how we're going to compete every day. And let just think about the two games we saw last week. Kansas got down big. And that became a boat race. You know, and we don't say that about Kansas very often, but they were sort of in our shoes, you know, in terms of one of their really good players on the road, got down big and then shut it down. Coach got teed up and got tossed in the whole deal. And we were down 21 at one point and closed it down to eight and missed the three to close it to five. More you know? Tech Talk next. We'll be right back here on Double T 97.3. Podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. And the word that I just got, you are looking for tonight's friendship uh, playoff game for boys basketball. Uh, it will be a 6.30 start time on Double T 97.3. So we'll go up to 6 o'clock here for Tech Talk, and then 30 minutes later they'll get going over in Fort Stockton. Uh, and hopefully they have everything kind of nailed down on a path. I know just having that stuff up in the air will make you pull your hair out. 6 o'clock over on 100.7, the score. It is the high school fan zone with Garrett Luft. LISD schools on deck tonight. Coronado at 6, Estacado 620, Lubbock High 640, and Monterey 7 o'clock. Uh, we'll get Ben's play of the day here in just a moment. I did want to get this uh, string of here comments here on the Yates Florence Center chat line all in the same vein. So I guess we'll take a, a crack at it. Uh, the women's basketball program looks like a dumpster fire. Gerlich needs to go. She's lost this team. 29 turnovers is ridiculous. Uh, and then uh, we also got this on the chat line from Red Raider Two Guns. Chuck says no, but Coach Gerlich hot seat. Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Well, I hope not, but I, I uh, yeah, I hope not, but it's it's definitely not good right now. I, I don't think I don't think it there will be one in this off season, but if you're being just brutally honest, and I know you didn't again, you didn't have all the players available that you thought you would as your difference makers and stuff like that. You know, if you're if you're seeing, I, I mean. To me, regression again from where it looked like maybe you were headed direction-wise. I just, I just don't see how there's not going to be a hot seat again. I don't think it'll be after this year, but next year, if you're not seeing steps taken forward, um, it's just the way that the business goes and the way that the business is. Um, if you're not seeing results at a certain time, you're just you're eventually going to get to the hot seat. And I'm not trying to bash anything over there. I just, I don't see how it won't get there if you're not seeing progression. Yeah, and um, I mean, there's there's probably some acknowledgement that 
she lost two key players, you know, mm-hmm. two really anticipated needed players that were going to be either starters or probably, you know, certainly rotation players. Um, but, um, you know, that, you know, that, yeah, it's, it's, uh, this is, it's really fallen apart here in the last two weeks. It's like they were holding it together pretty good. And, and, uh, it's an amazing, you know, the, they'll have stretches of sloppiness. That's just amazing. You know, like mm-hmm. the turnovers and stuff, just like, cause I remember the game, they lost the alumni game or, or not the alumni game, but the, where they reunion game weekend, two Saturdays ago. Uh, with UCF and Lubbock again, one of those protect home floor kind of games, and um, you know, just they're throwing it to the other team a bunch in the first quarter, and they, you know, and they they mounted a gutsy comeback and pulled that to within five or something late, but you know, mm-hmm. had dug themselves such a monster hole. But I, yeah, I don't, I don't even like thinking about that. Um, just, but yeah, I, I know that they're not getting results. Hey, there, there's three little quick news items sure. that that may be a little off the grid for not entirely off the grid for what we talk about, but certainly outside of Texas Tech. And I'll just we could touch on these. And and uh, um, I just noticed this was and just popped up from Adam Schefter, but uh, Iowa State's offensive coordinator Nate Shellhay Shellhays. I don't know, young guy, like in his early 30s, he's the Iowa State offensive coordinator. He is headed to the L.A. Rams as their pass game coordinator. So Iowa State looking for a new offensive leader. Um, That was one. Um, Kirby's former deputy athletic director, Joe Parker, has been the AD at Colorado State Mm -hmm. um, this morning at least. And I don't know if this has been formalized in the last few hours, but Kind of right before lunch, the word was that he was out at Colorado State, which I hated to see that. Um, I certainly didn't work with Joe Parker, wasn't close to him, and I know a lot of people are. He's a he's a regular guest on Thetford Nashby. It seems like every every year or so they'll have him on, and you know, friends with a lot of folks there in Lubbock, but because uh, uh, him and his wife, you know, good good people, but uh, he's been up there Fort Collins for a while, but uh, apparently been let go. So. Uh, Again, we'll have to follow that story. And then Desiree Reed Francois has been the athletic director at Missouri. She's headed to Arizona. Yeah, now we've talked that? about Yeah, and we've talked about that just because the, the Arizona athletic department, you know, having big financial stuff and, and uh you know, financial problems and, and uh you know, really really couldn't get involved in extending their head football coach and it probably cost them because, you know, Alabama hired the Washington coach and then the Arizona coach went to Washington and Fans were unhappy, and I'm sure administration or whatever. Well, Desiree Reed Francois was a um, she's a graduate of the University of Arizona Law School, like late '90s graduate, and she's kind of a you know I'll say this: she was a, if there's a Texas Tech connection to her background, she's the she was the athletic director prior to her stint at Missouri. She was at UNLV. She was the athletic director at UNLV um, when they hired Chris Beard for about four days <laughs> and then tech tech came and hired him uh away from them so that was uh, under her watch so she was probably unhappy with the red raiders back then uh and I, i'm sure she's had some uh you know committee appointments and stuff um because i think she's viewed as an up-and-comer in the administration but yeah she's headed to arizona which is her alma mater to try to clean up their financial situation and you know what that shows us, even with the alma mater side, is going to a financial mess is still better than being at Missouri. Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> I, it, it's funny because their own fan base, you know, because they're they're obviously got some good things going right now. 
you know, especially running at football and all that stuff, and their fans were going bonkers this morning. Like, yes, of course, we've won a few games and got some things going. So Missouri's got a Missouri. Well, it's yeah, they're, and that's just me reading the St. Louis media stuff as I'm looking for my baseball team and my football team, but I was entertained by all that. Uh, ben, let's get in a play of the day real quick, shall we? 1-1 one, one pitch now to the Red Raiders senior right fielder. Swings and skies it to left. Turning and running is a left fielder. Still going back. He is not going to get there. That ball is out of here. A three-run shot for the Red Raiders. Austin Green. It is 6-0 Texas Tech here in the second inning. Another 1-2 offering coming up. 7-6 Red Raiders swung on. Hit well by Lopez to right field. This time, Hurd's not going to get it. That ball is out of here. Tracer Lopez turns on a breaking ball and mashes it into the right field seats. There's a little momentum for the good guys. Tech now leads it 8-6. So this double feature, as you heard, came from uh, yesterday in the matchup against Oregon. The first one was Austin Green's three-run home run to take the Red Raiders up to 6 nothing, and the second one was Tracer Lopez's home run to take them up 8-6. to six. Yeah, and, you know, one, it's it's the, the ballpark there. You don't see a lot of long balls uh, hit in this event when you're going to the Rangers' house, really by anybody. Um, and it felt like up to that point, even for you, didn't – I mean, Gus, you can tell me if, if I'm wrong. It didn't really felt like you had any – uh, hits that were even threatening. And then you had those two, especially Austin Green, who just tattooed his. And so it felt good to uh, rip off that Band-Aid and break the ice on the old long ball. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, the, the, the ball didn't fly much this weekend. And, uh, you know, a lot of hitters trying to find their way. And that's that's all around the tournament for sure. Mm-hmm. It is Tech Talk here on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. More Tech Talk when we come back. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Welcome back to Tech Talk here on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Thank you for joining us. Clint Scott, Dr. Mike Gustafson with Ben Foreman behind the glass taking care of us. Hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Thoughts, comments, questions. Uh, questions like this from Bullfighter, which I think this is a uh, a very good point. Uh, if I'm remembering correctly, Gus said if Tech went 2-1 and one this weekend, he'd be riding the mechanical bull. He's not going to back down, is he? 100% backing down, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think there was that. That was ever finalized. The, uh, yeah, that was that was never finalized. So <laughs> you got to. I did. I did think about him because I was in there. In fact, on Saturday night, uh, post game, I talked about a, one of my friends coming over. You know, in DFW and sitting with my kids and at uh, at Texas Live, and and uh, we're watching. Actually, we were watching the. Uh, the dunk contest would it go Mac McClung and we can talk about that too, if you want, but, mm-hmm. uh, um, the, uh, yeah. And, and they were cutting in, you know, during the breaks and cutting in and showing some of those people falling off the bull. And I was thinking, I wonder where, wonder where bullfighter is. I didn't know if he was in the house or, I mean, I, I know he was there and watching ball games and stuff, but I didn't know if he was hopping on that bull or whatever else, but yeah, I was, 
wanting to know, hoping he was in there. I, I mean, because most people get up on that thing. I've never seen it before until the other night. He, that thing would go, rrr, 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 boom. <laughs> you know, they he didn't even like hit the hit the full throttle. You know, it was just like just get the little thing. And I don't know if they if that's real saddle. I don't know if they grease it up and make it slick or whatever. Most of, and I'm sure most of those people are about three beers in too. So uh yeah, I don't, you know, I don't think much grease them, is needed. No, <laughs> nah, I think most of people them, off of no, that. exactly. There's no technique, which I'd be me. I'd just be holding on for dear life. And um, I, I've, I've been on to, a, yeah. I've been on a mechanical bull a time or two Man. back in the day. And the ones that I was on, you know, that you could do it with levels. So like as a kid, right. they weren't going to launch you a hundred yards as you like <laughs> get tossed into the parking lot or something like that. But the ones that I, I that I love, so if it is that way, which I would assume you would have some control and it's not just zero to 100 every time, but the ones that would walk up, right, and, and you could hear them like, oh, you know, for for the Dodge City Rodeo, which is the yeah. main one that I've done this, and, and you could hear them, okay, well, what level do you want? And it's like, what's the toughest one you got? And, you know, those are 0.5 seconds, guys. Like, oh, yeah. Like, it was like, that okay, just... you want to watch, but you got to pay attention because it's going to go fast, so – and I, and I would assume there's real bull riders can can uh, utilize that device to actually like a mechanical bull to actually train and practice and all that stuff. I would assume, but mm-hmm. yeah, and it's 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 uh, obviously a source of entertainment at bars and stuff like that. And that's most of those people would fall off the thing. And it took them five minutes to get up and walk out of there. And I thought, yeah, there you go. <laughs> of course, part of it is that the whole room is padded, and so it's you know probably hard to walk around in there. But yeah. It's, no, no shot. Uh, so you were talking about the uh, dunk contest and Mac McClung, back-to-back champ, yeah. Mac-to-Mac champion. Let me get it right. Uh, this on the chat line, did you all see the LED court at the NBA All-Star game? If you all did, what did you think of it? So, Well, it, it, it was interesting. I I, uh, I was actually sitting with my, my buddy that was here was a photographer, and he was like, oh, my, and he shot a lot of sports stuff, shoots, you know, shot the World Series, shoots a lot of Cowboy home games. So, I mean, he shoots – a lot of you know high level stuff and high level venues and he was like i guarantee you he looked at that he looked up there at that big screen and he goes i guarantee you i can get in my like you know national sports photographers facebook group type deal and he said and they're all gonna be griping about that floor because the floor is <laughs> like making their lives brutal and, I, and then i talked this morning to brandon breger in the here just here with texas tech baseball doing his great work and i said hey did you see that i said my my buddy was talking about that and he said that floor would be driving him crazy he was like oh my god you know like and then just like led lighting has improved sports for so many you know so much Mm -hmm. but it's made it really tough on photographers because it creates a different kind of a backlit deal and you know it's it's really changed the the lighting dynamic uh for, for some of these photographers, you know, and then, and, uh, but yeah, the pink floors and then all the colors, but it was kind of interesting viewing, you know, especially on a dunk contest type thing. It was, it was, you know, just adding to the entertainment level. I will say this the last two nights, last night we were just eating dinner post game at a place that had TVs in it. And the reaction on Saturday night to all that was going on with the dunk and the, the three point contest and then an SQ and, Curry's three-point deal and all that, all of that reaction was better Saturday night than the All-Star game was last night. Nobody was really reacting to the game last night, and that may be 
reflective of Saturday versus Sunday. I don't know, but that you know that the game was the game just seemed anticlimactic and kind of a mess relative to what they do on Friday night, which was crazy. I mean, you, saw, you saw so much good offense in that All Star game, Gus. Right? Oh my God! <laughs> stop! That looked like the that looked like the best players in the world running around at the rec center. It looked like a half speed practice. And, oh my gosh! Oh my and no deep, no defense. I mean, because because we were sitting there, and Jamie goes, "Man, it's fifty three to forty seven. You know, and I saw mm-hmm. the score and didn't even think of it. And he goes, "That's the end of the first quarter," and, and I go, "And I go, man, there. That's on a two hundred and ten to one hundred and ninety pace, or you know, just ha 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 ha." And then the final score is two hundred one to one eighty something. Or like, you got to be kidding me, man! I I yeah, that's really. Just this, I really think because I was reading stuff like the NBA hoping for it to be more. Comp- well, the NBA Come can, can hope that it's going to be more competitive, all that it wants. But if the players aren't going to be competitive, then the game is not going to be competitive, and that is headed to me towards the way of the NFL uh, Pro Bowl. And right. look, it's it's not it's not a knock because at this point the players have told you, and and I think it on one hand you can be mad at the players. Because you have the opportunity for what? You have the actual most talented basketball players on the planet all together on the court for one night a year. And why are you tuning into that? Because you want to see what they can do whenever they're actually going 100%. But you're never going to see that. It's closer to 25%. It is like when you see the All-Star game for people who – really don't like the NBA, that's that's the example that they're going to go back to. And is, oh, yeah. is, are the regular season games that bad? No, not not even no. close. But that's the example, so why play the game? Because what's worse, for the players, you know, the first time to be mad at them and go, oh, well, they're not being competitive, or the eighth game in a row, like market since Kobe retired, that there hasn't been a competitive bone in an all-star game for the NBA – is it worse, like, to get on the players or to the NBA to keep putting this out and go, well, we hope it'll be more competitive. Um, but to answer, the, like, the question, the because the LED stuff I thought was really cool for yeah. Saturday night. Um, I'm totally down, speaking of the competitive portion, if they want to keep doing more things like the UNESCO and Curry challenge. Yeah. Because that was Me awesome. Too. Me too. Jalen Brown in the dunk contest was a joke, but good for Mac McClung for beating him. Because <laughs> uh, I was just like, hey, we need name recognition. Um, and it was his was pretty lame. McClung's was awesome. Um, but yeah, Saturday, and I think that most people feel this way going into it now at this point anyways. Saturday, leagues better than the actual All-Star game. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, there's, there's, it's really hard for them to create enough incentive for those dudes to really want to play and win in that all-star game. Right. And, the, and with the winning is going to come the defense. And so, you know, they're not financially incentivized. Uh, someone says the LED court was lit, which is really well done. Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, it is Tech Talk here on Double T 97.3 when we come back. We're going to find out what's going on. Keep it right here in Double T 97.3. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. It's Tech Talk here on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Clint Scott, Dr. Mike Gustafson, Ben Porman. 
uh, friendship playoff basketball tonight, 6.30 here on Double T 97.3. Uh, 6 o'clock, 100.7 the score. It is the High School Fan Zone with Garrett Luft. Coaches from Coronado, Estacado, Lubbock High, and Monterey tonight. We'll join him here in the first United Bank studio that we are coming out of live right now. Uh, we are a fan of terms here. We, we learn stuff all the time. I have something uh, maybe to help us out. Let's find out what's going on. We're a fan of words and sentences here on Tech Talk. You should be too. All right, Gus. We have uh, gone over a time or two bussin. Yeah. Um, Dictionary.com just added 327 new words and terms. Uh, This is including a list of words that, quote, Gen Z likes to use. And someone put together a highlight of their favorite words that are now a part of dictionary.com and are officially official. Okay. All right, so I'm going to go through these, and I'm going to see if you will add them uh, to your verbiage, perhaps on a Red Raider baseball call tomorrow when the Red Raiders take on UTA. All right, the the... Lowest one on this list is the the shacket, which is a mashup of a shirt and a jacket. Makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I've heard of the phrase "shirzy," you know, mm-hmm. like the little, uh, you know, like you could you could get a Patrick Mahomes kind of a t-shirt deal with Mahomes fifteen mm-hmm. on the back or whatever, and they, you know, and that I've heard that phrase "shirzy," but yeah, I've, I've never heard of. I've never. I don't know that I've seen it. Sure, it's not a shack size jacket. Well, I was gonna say a shack. It sounds like, hey, what would Shaq do in this situation? Right. Man? <laughs> and by the way, speaking of McClung, yeah, that, was, uh-huh. that was the that was the deal closer for him. Way better than Jalen Brown's dunking over someone who was sitting, which again was just totally lame. Not Mac McClung though; he was awesome. Back to back, Mac to Mac. All right, uh, how about range anxiety? The definition is the fear that an electric vehicle's battery will run out of power before you get to where you're going. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, girl dinner, which is an often attractively presented collection of snacks that involve little preparation. Um, I've been doing this snack thing for a very long time. Uh, 31 years of all of my 31 years. Uh, I've not once thought to call it this, and why would I? This this doesn't seem... I don't know, get it. I'm girl out. dinner? Like, girl. spell it. G. Just, it's the word girl and the word dinner together. Like, apparently, it's just what they use. Oh, okay. I got it. For a okay. dinner. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I'm not on that one. Uh, cheat code is official, which yeah. is like a hack. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I like that. How about, know that. Yeah. How about, uh, That's not new. You've used this one a bunch, Gus. Uh, Barbie core, which is, uh, of course, due to the Barbie craze from the movie that's yeah, come yeah. out this year. Um, okay. And what is it? What is it? it is, what's it pertain to? It is to represent the styling of pink outfits, accessories, and decor that celebrates Barbie. Barbie core. Oh, okay. Like decor, but it's Barbie core. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So Got the word it. Barbie and the word core sure. mushed okay. together. Work. Here you go, nope. Gus. Number four, bussin'. Officially yes. official. 
I can't believe it hasn't been already. It feels what's, like that one's been around. What's their de- what's their definition of it? How do they list it? Do they tether it to the food and drink thing? Great. No, they don't. Great, oh. wonderful, or amazing. The opposite of mid. Which, if you're wondering what number three is, then it's the opposite of bussin'. It's mid. Yeah. Yeah. I've used, both of, meh, I've used both of these. Meh. Yeah. Mid. Mediocre. Yeah. Unimpressive. Yeah. Disappointing. Um, number two, the ick, which is a sudden feeling of disgust or dislike. So you feel the ick about three o'clock every day walking into the first yeah, exactly. the big walking into the studio. Yeah. <laughs> oh, great, you're here again. <laughs> Stop. Oh, great, my Zoom actually worked. Ugh, the ick. Uh, and number one, uh, that has been added: bed rotting, the practice of spending many hours in bed during the day often with snacks or an electronic device as a Ugh. voluntary retreat from activity or stress. Well, yeah, I, uh, that's a, that's a good, that's a great phrase. And, uh, you know, and Tim talked about that last, uh, I'm trying to think of when it was, uh, he was talking about this day or he was talking about this past Friday and probably tomorrow, but he, he was talking about just, he goes, and I can't remember, it was one of the media availabilities or something. And he said, you know, you get a bunch of 20-year-olds around the hotel all day and all they want to do is sleep. <laughs> and then he was talking about how, like, he was talking about it, like, from when he played and same, you know, same thing for us. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, you sleep, you know, have an alarm clock, sleep till, you know, whatever. And then, and then you get all dragging. He said he, he would talk about, like, you know, you kind of look up there in the sixth inning and you're like, man, we're in a baseball game, you know, and this is him talking about as a player just, and and I've seen coaches probably do all, you know, it's why basketball teams get up at 11 o'clock or not get up, but like maybe go have a little shoot around or something late morning, mm-hmm. you know, but it's like, everybody's trying to get out of the hotel or go walk around the mall or do something, you know, but it, that's a, it's to avoid bed rot. <laughs> that's, that's a great, that's a great phrase, man. I, especially when you especially when you're on the road oh man i i can if if this was around when i was actually bed rotting more back sure. in the day i totally would have used it totally would have used it oh i know it's great it's a great you don't even need to get a whole lot of definition there you hear bed rot and think yeah you know empty packet <laughs> you know a bag of chips in there and iphone charger next to the bed <laughs> that's it's, funny the uh if like the remote that you needed to turn the volume down on the tv was a little too far away eh, not worth it the volume is what the volume is hey johnny what time did you get up today uh about two oh man oh all right when i was in high school like the the way that our house was set up um it was two stories but it was a submerged basement which i guess is what a basement is um but that's where me and then my sister's rooms were and mine it sounds like i was like just a basement troll which probably was close to it in high school um mine was the only room that didn't have a window and i loved it because it was sleeping in pitch pitch black sure <laughs> so, like, you didn't know if it was two in the afternoon or two in the morning oh man yeah i yearned for that type of sleep i've i haven't had that sleep since i was in that house Oh, beautiful. Uh, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Everybody love everybody except for Clint, the Texas Independence Day ruiner. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, El Jefe said he didn't play professional sports, but it's Roger Goodell's birthday today, 65. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what did you think of uh, Manfred's – I didn't get to ask you this. 
um, announcement, essentially the quote unquote retirement announcement in 2029. <laughs> I, I know it just meant, hey, here's a what five year extension and then I'm going yeah. to retire. Just the way that it was worded was like, it's it's kind of hard to call it a retirement if you're after having to wait out five years of a contract. Like that's so much time for things to be different. Well, yeah, and it, it is, it's kind of a wording thing because that somebody would sign a contract and say, hey, I'm here for one more go around isn't unusual, but yeah, to refer to it as a retirement. Like Wes Kitley last summer signed a seven-year contract. He's in his late 60s, but nobody's talking about his retirement, you know, mm -hmm. like, but, but we could probably put a date on the end of it. Yeah. The podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. You've got Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Clint Scott, Dr. Mike Gustafson, Ben Foreman. As soon as we're done here, Gus is about to tear up Arlington. It'll never be the same. Uh, you know, no baseball game tonight. False. So th <laughs> False. He's going to go find that mechanical bull, and then he'll wish he'd, he hadn't. I'll tell you that. False. Uh, yes. We no. are live from the First United Bank studio. You can call us on the Visual Edge IT hotline, 806-771-0973. Get your questions in for Ask Tech Talk. That'll be at 545. You can also hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Thoughts, comments, questions where you can get those questions in for Ask Tech Talk. Take us anywhere with the mobile app brought to you by Happy State Bank. We're also streaming live on Fox 34 News Now and on YouTube. Feel free to follow us on the social medias of Facebook and Twitter. I am watching uh, right now, just muted in the room here on the uh, Pac-12 Live deal here, uh, or the Pac-12 Network, excuse me, uh, UNLV beating Stanford 10-8 to with two outs in the ninth inning, and that is a... Uh, this obviously baseball, but that is a uh, battle of common common opponents. Stanford will be in Lubbock for two games in April, and uh, we play UNLV on that final weekend where we go to Tempe. So that's a perfect little mashup right there to get yeah. your eyes early look. Um, speak, yeah. Speaking of early look, Gus, so you go two and one in Arlington. Um, well, I guess in the in the college showdown, of course, you'll play in Arlington tomorrow, uh -huh. and then on Wednesday same place um same park uh what did you think i'm gonna i'm just gonna run through some names here uh, sure for you what did you think first off of the freshman uh pompey getting yeah. his first real real action i know you've got to see him um in some scrimmages and stuff like that but first live fire what did you think of him yeah he he lived up the billing um you know good good player um the offense is real and I think the defense will be fine. He had a – he may have made – no, I think they called it a hit yesterday. There was a play that he didn't come up with, a backhand that was going to be – you know, had he made it, it would have been a really nice play. And he'll get – he'll find his rhythm defensively. He's going to be fine there. But, uh, yeah, he had he had uh, offense in all three games and had the kind of the lone offensive highlight on uh, Friday, which, Clint, by the way, that's what I texted you just a minute ago. Um, but he uh, – um, oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, good. That's okay. And that not that didn't have to be for the show, or whatever. But he, yeah, he he's the real deal. And him him putting some juice down there in the bottom of the order. And he had a triple taken away yesterday. He had a bomb to 
right center field that was run down a really nice catch um, yesterday by uh, their uh, herd, their big right fielder for Oregon. But yeah, I mean, so he, he was in the middle of everything. I, I, I thought just first glimpse, everything that someone like me who hasn't seen him in action at all has yeah. heard, it's almost turned into this, like not, not by any means to like the Micah Hudson type mystique. And of course with him, you know, you have like more highlights and stuff running around tech football, but just this kind of, mystique around a talented freshman of get ready to watch something really special and i thought opening weekend he he looked the part he looked the part of what we've yeah. been told and that's wasn't that's perfect a, yeah i but... like i like the way you say that and that's a yeah it's it's a maybe a baseball version certainly not as hyped and mm-hmm. ballyhooed and all that but you know tim talked about it in the preseason media stuff from first pitch lunch and forward about how they, they talked about this time last year, they didn't think they were going to get Pompey to campus. Cause he's, you know, pretty, he was a pretty good professional prospect and uh, that they got him to campus and he's, he's living up to billing is, uh, is a good deal. Uh, there was some, you know, question of course, before we found out, I think we got the news a couple days before it started. Hey, who would be starter number three, um, we had idea an idea on night one and night two, and that idea was accurate. Uh, third start goes to Jack Washburn. Um, what did you think of his performance yesterday? Yeah, I I love the fact that he was in the strike zone. You know, all day he went he went four scoreless and then gave up um, three or basically the three the first three base runners of the fifth reached. I think two maybe three hits in a row i can't remember that might have been one of his wa- or he only walked one and didn't hit anybody so he he was in the strike zone but um uh, i thought he was pretty good you know the the fastball is 88 to 90 and pregame coach gardner had thought that it may tick a bit up from that um but and i'm going off the stadium radar gun there but uh you know threw a bunch of strikes with it six strikeouts in the four innings which is good um you know, was able to get strikes at the top of the strike zone with his fastball, which um, his best pitch, I think, is his breaker. His breaking ball is pretty good. It's sharp. It's got it's got some, you know, some spin. It's good, and so it's it's his out pitch. And so by mixing those up, mixing you know fastball command, but if he throws a ninety mile an hour heater down the middle, he's going to get hit. Um, but when he's able to, uh, you know, when he's able to get the breaking ball going for a strike and then work the fastball up at the top of the zone, he's hard to hit. And he got a bunch of chase-type swings. Um, you know, but I, I was pleased for him. And I even saw him. He didn't know me from Adam, really. I mean, he, he knows I'm around the bar, ballpark some. But I said, hey, that feels good. I said, hey, it was good to watch you pitch today. He said it was good to be back, you know. And, and what he meant was that it's been almost two years, you know, for him mm-hmm. to be on a mound in a real game. So he was – you know, I think everybody was happy for him, and he can build from there. Uh, what about Max Huffling, who was <laughs> f- more fiery than I remember from watching yeah. him in a couple of games against the Red Raiders over the past few years? I was surprised by that, but um, you know, some question of hey, would he be a, a midweek starter? And there's nothing saying that he still can't be, at least you know, probably not for the next two days, but moving forward in your season. Yeah. Um, but you get. I thought more work out of the reliever role than expected against Oregon, um, but does some pretty good stuff for you. Yeah, I think Huff was another one. Again, a lot of strikes yesterday, which is good. Three three innings of work, seven Ks, 
and mm-hmm. and no walks, you know, didn't hit anybody again. That that's a that's a good low free pass day, and it needs to be because it's a day where the where Oregon, which is a good offensive club, got sixteen hits, but uh, you know, you're not handing a bunch of free passes and you're not making a bunch of errors. And so they had to hit to beat you. And uh, you know, they got seven runs out of it. But uh Big Huff, yeah, he's a piece of work, man. I mean, like when he gets when he pitches at home and the crowd gets going behind it and all that, and we make you know, he he'll probably throw some at some point this weekend. But he's he's emotion, you know, he's got he's grunting and and you know, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of moving parts with him, a lot of herky jerky falling off the mound and all that. And there was big you know, it was a nice crowd, big league environment yesterday, and so there was a lot of emotion from him and uh you know, it's funny because he was either giving up. I mean, he gave up some rockets. I don't mean home run balls, but just line drives. And, you know, see that it was either really good contract with contact with the exception of that bunt single, or he was striking people out, you know, mm-hmm. and there wasn't a lot in between. But uh, fun to watch, yeah. And, and uh, if, if you're a photographer, you want to have your camera on him when he gets the third out because he's about to blow a gasket, man. He was excited. Um, You know, you're talking about speaking of uh, feeding off the crowd and stuff like that. I am I am pumped to see him in like a packed home game here at yes. Tech to see how much of a six nine psycho we can get because I'm here for it. Uh, Absolutely, and, and he did a great job for you too. So that's going to be something important to watch is hey wh- who steps up in the bullpen and uh, all that good stuff we've talked about leading up to the season. This has been the Tech Talk podcast presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.